You definitely need to sit down for this one because in this episode, I'm going to share with you the real life story of how a young clinician with very limited experience and a degree of imposter syndrome believed enough in her desire and ability to make a difference to addressing an obvious healthcare gap that she left a very well-paying job in a beautiful city and purposefully embarked on a three-month sabbatical to discover her career purpose. And the outcome of that step of faith? Well, it will blow your mind. If you want to get hot off the press notifications about our new episodes, then head over to Instagram and follow our page at Life Beyond Clinical Practice today. Welcome to Life Beyond Clinical Practice. Are you a health professional who feels stunted by the daily grind? Do you want more from your career, but are really not sure how to navigate a shift away from clinical practice? Do you want to make a bigger impact in your field and wish you had a mentor to guide you through this process? Hi, I'm Dr. Diane and I get you. As a clinician, I loved serving people, but my desire to grow and scale my professional impact pushed me to find a new path, one which taught me incredibly valuable lessons in successfully navigating career change. In this podcast, I will share resources as well as tried and tested strategies that will help you clarify the steps you need to take to move your career in the direction of your dreams. So put on that stethoscope, pull up a chair and let's chat. Today I would like to share with you my very own story and it's the story that inspired this podcast. My bold decision to leave clinical practice led me on a professional growth journey that I never could have imagined. So my story starts in the late 1990s when I graduated as an optometrist in South Africa at a time when access to eye care was a privilege and much of the population did not have access to primary care because it was privatized. Nonetheless, I went into clinical practice rather naive and really enjoyed the first three years of serving people, helping people to see better, taking care of their eye care needs. But within me was a stirring, a stirring that began by an observation that the majority of people I served were privileged and the knowledge that many people with visual impairment had limited to no access to eye care services in our country. And it's this injustice that I couldn't shake off, that I just felt I needed to be part of the solution, but didn't really know how. I knew it had something to do with public health, but at that time in the early 2000s, optometry was not part of mainstream healthcare. It did not feature as a public health um, issue. And so I, I really was at a loss in terms of how do I step out of this place of privilege and step into a place of need and make a difference where nothing exists. Nonetheless, I followed my conviction and I left my job in the beautiful city of Cape Town, serving a wonderful population in the southern suburbs. 
and decided to take a three-month sabbatical to figure out how do I carve a career for myself in public health. I was privileged enough to take that sabbatical in the United States and spend time with my sister who lived there and just start doing some background researches to how I, as a South African trained optometrist, could embark on a career in public health and how that could help me address the unmet eye care needs I saw around me in my country. Fast forward a few months and by divine connection and strategic association, my interest in a master's in public health took me back to South Africa, which I started for the first semester. I registered at the Nelson Mandela School of Medicine for master's in public health. And during those first six months, I was offered an opportunity to go and pilot the first ever primary eye care integration of optometry into the public health system in the Eastern Free State in South Africa. Now that in itself sounded like a mouthful. I had no skills or experience in that regard, but because I had made strategic connections and alignment and I had made known my interest in public health, doors started to open for me. I bravely took on that opportunity and went single-handedly and part of my role was sort of project development and project implementation, project management. I, I wore many hats, but I was also a clinician and I was also a primary care trainer. I trained nurses to do primary eye care screening, I developed referral systems, supply chain systems for spectacles, and this all within a year of me deciding to leave private practice, which had not equipped me for the type of work I had then embarked on. Safe to say this opportunity led to other opportunities in teaching optometry within a public health um, institution in the same province where I implemented this primary eye care pilot project. And I got to teach young optometry students in a new school in a public health ethos about how we can be part of the healthcare solution um, and how we can include optometry as part of mainstream health services. Fast forward a couple of months and I was offered an opportunity to enter Global Eye Health. The next door that opened up for me was one that presented with lots of uncertainty. I think the timing at which I'd entered the space of public eye health was so opportune, unbeknownst to me at the time, but eye care was becoming a, a, a mainstream issue um, on the global agenda, access to primary eye care and the public health burden of uncorrected refractive error, which is simply the need for spectacles or contact lenses to see clearly, was becoming a known issue. Increasingly, advocacy efforts were putting these agendas on the world stage and I found myself on the cusp of development initiatives in global eye health. And as I availed myself for more opportunities, I was an eager learner, I wanted to make a difference, and I put my hand up uh, somewhat reservedly in some instances, but somewhat excitedly in others, to say, I want to be part of driving this agenda. And you know, life has a way of opening up for people who know where they are going. Safe to say that my journey in global eye health and development led me to the next phase of my career which was 
to pursue a PhD in development cooperation and I continued to work in global eye health at the start of my PhD but subsequently realized that if I really wanted to make a fundamental difference in how health professionals were trained um, and equipped to make a difference within health systems, I needed to be in an, in an academic environment. And so I made the shift from a development space in global eye health to academia where I started the journey of completing my PhD, teaching undergraduate and postgraduate students, doing the research, and my career journey then took on an academic path. One where we were working towards research-informed solutions to address unmet eye care needs, particularly in low and middle income countries. My work in that space helped me to network with other academics and development practitioners in various parts of the world. And those connections are what got me onto multinational grants, multinational projects, opened up space for me to speak at different academic meetings or development meetings and really just expanded the scope of my influence and impact in my field. So my career journey evolved from first as a clinician, then as a development practitioner, an academic and a health professions educator and progressively worked its way to a focus within health equity. And that health equity interest brought me to Canada on sabbatical to understand how research to address access to healthcare gaps was being done here and what are some of the similarities and differences in terms of developed world versus developing world and how we can together learn and grow in this space. Today, I am an adjunct professor at the Faculty of Health and Social Development, the University of British Columbia, Okanagan, as well as an honorary professor of optometry at the University of KwaZulu-Natal in South Africa, and continue to have strong global links in eye health and health professions education. We are continuing to make an impact in these areas of development and health system strengthening that I'm so passionate about. If you asked me 20 years ago, whether this was the path I foresaw for myself? Absolutely not. As that young optometrist who left clinical practice, not knowing exactly what she wanted to do, but wanting to make an impact in public health, I have far surpassed the goals I've set for myself or the ceilings I thought I would break. And that comes down to just a few things I want to share with you today. How do you navigate career change? One, I believe you have to listen to your heart. Be in tune with your internal call. When there's a restlessness or a tugging at the inside of you that's saying, I'm called to do something more. There's something else out there. I need to make an impact in this area. And it won't go away. You need to listen and respond. Secondly, be clear on the difference you want to make. While I wasn't clear on the details, I certainly knew that I wanted to make a difference in access to eye care for marginalized populations and influence access to eye care within the public health system, both of which I've been able to do through my work. 
Thirdly, you've got to believe in your potential and your ability to achieve those dreams. If you doubt, chances are you're not going to reach the goal that you want to achieve. But if you believe in yourself and you put effort behind your belief, you will succeed and you will surpass the goals even you set for yourself. Fourthly, you've got to step out in faith. I stepped away from financial security. Granted, I was single and unattached and unencumbered at the time, but still I left a very good salaried position and I was prepared to take the leap of faith, to step into the unknown, to step out in uncertainty because I believed that if I put my everything towards making this career shift, that it would pay off. And it's paid off beyond my expectations. Lastly, you've got to do the work. All change comes with uncertainty and it comes with some degree of effort. While doors will open for you, there's still effort on your part and that often means taking on more, being available to do more so that you can learn and break ground in spaces where you want to make an impact. And if you do these five things incrementally, I promise you that if you have a relentless call on your heart, you will eventually get to a space in your career where you are content, where you're doing what you love and you can see the impact of your work, not just in the immediate term, not just once off, not just benefiting a single individual, but on a systems level that you will be able to influence how healthcare is delivered and how it changes lives. I do hope you enjoyed today's episode. If so, please would you take 30 seconds and share it with the friend who needs to be inspired to reach for more professionally? Also, if this episode inspired you, would you be so kind as to leave a five-star review for the show on Apple Podcasts? I'd love to hear how our content is helping you in your career growth journey and your review will also help others discover and benefit from this podcast. Okay, that's it for now. It's time to get back to taking care of those patients. Meet me back here again next week for another episode. Until then, goodbye.